the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of Sideline Sanity with me, Michelle Tafoya, brought to you by Legacy Precious Metals. There's never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Go to LegacyPMInvestments.com. LegacyPMInvestments.com. We love them. Make sure you get in touch with them. They'll help you out. This is a really special edition leading into the holidays, into the Christmas holidays. We've already started Hanukkah, but uh, you're going to get a a lot of joy out of this, I think. First, a little pain, but usually when you can come through some pain with some joy, it's a beautiful thing. Let me read you this quote. The fallout challenged every aspect of my career, friendships, future, and life, says Laura Osnes two-time Tony Award-nominated Broadway singer-actress. Without Broadway and the community I had known, I was in desperate need of an outlet to process my emotions and somehow create art again. I felt completely silenced, and yet there was something in me that knew my experience needed to be shared. I had something to say, both literally and figuratively, and songwriting became the vehicle for me to find my voice again. I am so honored to have Laura Osnes and her husband, Nathan Johnson, joining the show. And you're going to see some really special things and hear some really special things. That's next. For nearly three decades, she's reported the action from the sidelines. She started very young. She's covered the NBA, NFL, Olympics, and the college football and basketball national championships. And now, during these insane times in our world... Michelle Tafoya thinks we need a serious dose of sanity. This is Sideline Sanity with your host, one of the sanest people on planet Earth, Michelle Tafoya. Yes, this is not a Christmas card I am showing you. It is a darling couple in their Nashville home. Laura Osnes, her husband Nathan, welcome to you both. You just you look like a little postcard picture. That's so sweet. So sweet. Thank you, Michelle, for having us. We're really honored to be here. Oh, it's 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 my honor. It's such an interesting story. I have uh, some friends who perform on Broadway, and you are a remarkable talent, Laura. And what happened to you? is is a subject that I, I really like talking about because it needs to be told again and again what is happening to people. Here you are having this amazing Broadway career. And c- can you sort of bring us into what was the first shoe to drop? Sure. So, uh, yes, I was essentially kind of publicly canceled in the newspaper last summer of 2021 in New York City. Um I had to back out of a one night concert that the venue was suddenly mandating the vaccine and I, we hadn't yet been vaccinated. And I said, you know, it's, it's worth it to give up this little concert, um, to just wait a little longer to find out a little bit more. The vaccines had just rolled out. Mandates were just kind of starting to be put in place. And, uh, it was a very amicable, peaceful, private, 
a backing out process, a conversation between me and the director via email. And then a week later, there was an article in the post saying that I was fired for refusing to be vaccinated. And it set off a firestorm of online hatred and mischaracterizations of me and who I am. The, the rumor kind of what happened was that the, the narrative became that I had lied or that I was vague about my status and had put my coworkers at risk and that I was willing to hurt people and I, that we hadn't even started rehearsals. Um, and I, the, the menu or the venue also, uh, followed up and said, well, she could have provided proof of a negative test. And I was never given that option. I would have gladly tested. I had been tested a lot during COVID. I bet you had. Yeah. And, uh, it was just, it was too late. Uh, this, the, the negative and, uh, the, the effects of this firestorm of online cancel culture really kind of did me in. And it was very disheartening. (laughs) I, I can, I can only imagine Nathan, when that piece came out, what was your initial reaction? I think it's it's so frustrating because it's it's there's really truly was no story. The story was that she wasn't vaccinated and she had to back out. Like that's the whole beginning, middle, and end of the story. And it's very actually, you know, I think for us it was like when this something like this comes out, there's such like anger and frustration. You want to make it right, um, and there's very little that you can do because it it reaches so many millions of people so quickly. And when the article also made some, some just untrue statements like that she was vague about her status or that uh, it wasn't until a coworker begged her for the sake of his children to get vaccinated. It just it truly, happened. truly never happened. None of these things ever happened. And so it's this deep frustration. And, and my wife is somebody that has worked tirelessly to uh, just to have one of the most sparkling reputations on Broadway, to be the first one in the room to uh, come ready, to be super supportive of everybody, to be kind to everyone. And so for the narrative so quickly to shift to uh, just really demonization of her and calling out her character and saying she lied was just like, it's after like it was 14, epically frustrating. After like a 14 year career that this one thing made, it felt like everybody in the Broadway industry, it wasn't everybody, but it felt like yeah. everybody. Just I'm sure it felt like yeah, my question to you, Laura, is another one here is who who called you or did anyone call you to comment on this story? Um, no, we I my agents, my team had had called me and said that the post has caught wind of my status was the term that they used. of your status, meaning unvaccinated. Yes. And would I like to comment? And we had responded and said, what is the tone of the article? Is it just a little thing or like what, you know, what's the tone? And they were not able to give us an answer on that. So we decided not to comment because we were like, maybe this will just blow over. Is this even a story? There's a gun pointed at my head and what do I, yeah. Like what do you do with that? Right. Like, and again, that's, that's private medical information. Like, yes, it is. Does this, does this need to be broadcast to everybody? And, you know, I know so many actors that have skated under the radar during this time. And my case was made very public. And so a lot of those people have, come to me and um, written to me and said, thank you for taking a stand. And I'm like, I did not volunteer to take a stand, but (laughs) I did feel compelled to be a voice for all of those voiceless people who have been silenced during this, you know? Well, that takes some courage. Uh, And and we need that, those voices to take a stand for other voices because so many people are afraid because of what things like this, what happened to you? I mean, this is insane. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Nathan, what have you observed from your perspective as to sort of the reaction of friends and family and the industry and, and, and how this all kind of just dissolved around you? Yeah. You know, I think first it was, it was, it was pretty heartbreaking because there was such, um, there's just, just this incredible groundswell of people just coming against her and and being, it was like creative in their, in their, um, in their, in their hatred. And, And it was, it was really sad to watch. And, and while I don't think that was everybody, um, so, uh, but it, I did feel, it did feel very much like nobody could stand up or nobody could, could voice support or, um, and so I think it was, it was difficult to watch in that way. Um, I did, it was really encouraging to see a lot of other people come around her and a lot of, um, just even people in our new Tennessee community, um, people that were so supportive here, but it was, it was so fast and so furious at how it happened. Um, we kind of were just left in shock, just looking at each other, like what happened? Like, you think you're going to, you're going to wake up the next day and this is all a dream and you have your career back and you have your sparkling reputation back and it just burned to the ground so fast. And so us, we were like, you know what, let's be with, let's be with people that, you know, know us, love us and respect us for who we are, for our beliefs. And so we, we got down to to Nashville. I have family in, in Memphis and we had some friends here and um, it's been a it's been a real safe wonderful place to be hi everyone if you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault listen up we have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth call 800-702-5400 i'm here with spokesman john wolf So, John, tell everyone listening, who should call right now? Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Um, and we've needed that in this time. I, I bet you have. I, what about holding this newspaper accountable? I understand there is a lawsuit, correct, Laura? Yeah. There is, yes. <laughs> yeah. And that's a, probably all you can say about it, right? <laughs> I, think, I think at some point we were talking about it. It's like, you know, I, you know we know that defamation is, is hard. And um, prove, yeah. yeah. Proving, proving malice. But I think at some point we were just left asking ourselves, if we don't do this, then who will? And if, if we don't do it now, like when, when will we do it? And, and I think also like, it's, it's, it's pretty clear that there was some, some, it, at the very best, it was sloppy journalism and that's, that's being very kind. And, um, and so it's, we're, we're going through that process, obviously not a whole lot we can say there, but um, sure. There's a, yeah. There was just so much inflammatory language that it's hard for me to look back and go, how could this not be malicious? Like what yeah. was your intent? <laughs> um, and it, it is tricky because it's like if we just felt, yeah, we just felt the courage that you were talking about. We were like, is anyone going to hold the newspaper accountable? And even win or lose, I was said, if, if, the, if it makes the Post or any newspaper think twice about writing something that could potentially ruin someone's life or career in yeah. one article, 
then it's worth it. Yeah. Or if it inspires someone else to be courageous in their life who's going through something similar, then it's worth it. Yeah, we look a lot. We look around at other people that are going through similar things. There's a lot of lawsuits happening right now, right? Mm -hmm. The last couple of years have been uh, hard on a lot of people and a lot of businesses. Right. And we're just we're just saying, stand up. If you've got a way to stand up, do it. If you know, take take a little heat and uh, take some courage and just um, you know, I, I just think it's really important because the last last year, year and a half have been. Um, it's been pretty stunning to watch these uh, sweeping policies affect people. It's been interesting to see uh, just people's lives upended, their careers upended over this stuff. And um, so we're just, you know, I think we're just trying to be an example of, of a way to move forward in this. I, I love that. I absolutely love that. And you're right. I mean, we've seen it in the military, right? We've seen right. these these decorated heroes being told they can't have their jobs because they didn't want to get the jab, even though they were still working before the vaccine was even available. I mean, none of it makes logical sense. It feels as though we're in an Alice in Wonderland type of existence. And the quote unquote journalism, trust me, I've been there. I've been a victim of that as well. It And, and I say victim lightly, but I've been the, you know, the center of that kind of story as well. And it's it's terrible. And it's, it, it does anger you because you're sitting there going, okay, this is being published right. as though it is truth. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people see it in print. And so they believe it is true when it's not true. And it's, it, it just makes you want to scream, Laura, I can't, I can't imagine what a toll this has taken on you when you've built this amazing career and I, uh, was there one in particular person or entity that abandoned you that was particularly shocking to you? Yes, several. <laughs> um, and we don't need to get specific again. Like, okay. I'm not here to like call people out and we are right. on forgiveness a yeah, lot this last been, year. That's been our new, um, new motive. But For yeah, I, I feel like everybody, even my closest friends felt like they had to distance themselves from me during that time. And I continued to lose multiple jobs um, because no one felt they could associate with me and even good friends where it would be like, we love you, but blah, blah, blah. And so like nobody, what was hard is that nobody publicly stood up and defended me yeah. or, or came out to say that article was untrue or whatever. And so I feel like we, we kind of had to deal with it on our own. Like I just became this like poster child or error or whatever, but I do have to say, um, we are finding silver lining in that. It has changed our life in ways that we never thought uh, would ever happen. I think we both thought we were gonna be New Yorkers for life. And now we find ourselves in Nashville, Tennessee, and I've been forced to find new ways to be creative and to share the gifts that I have. And I started songwriting this last year. And I'm, I actually, Broadway and the theater community at large still requires up-to-date vaccination to participate. So like, they're still holding on to mandates in that world. Yeah, and I, yeah. because of that, I want nothing. I, I look at that and I go, I can't support that. Like, yeah. I don't really want anything to do with that world. Yeah, because that represents a lot of families that have, a lot of, lot of families that have had to move away from New York, uh, parents that have kids that can no longer go to school there. They've had, I mean, we've get, we hear from people all the time and um, it's, it's and been like, hard to watch. Healthy people who are going, 
I still can't work in that industry. Yeah. And meanwhile, and again, maybe this is bold to say, but I look at the theater industry and everybody's still sick. Everybody's People are still- I was going to say, I, there's this, I have a friend who is a Broadway performer. I will leave it as neutral as that, who has updated the vaccine, you know, continuously gets the jabs and who has had COVID many times. Yeah. And it just, it's, I don't, I don't understand all of this again. It really does feel like upside down world and that we're sort of, and it's, it's frightening. And that's why I'm so, I'm so excited about you two standing up and being a voice for so many people. You've had a remarkable career and I want to get into that. And I want to get into your new project. We're going to take a quick break. And on the other side of it, you're going to see Laura perform in a, in a magical moment. I, I can't wait for our audience to see this right after this. Well, it is so unpredictable, this economy, right? We keep hearing inflation is easing, but 2023 is going to be crazy. Listen, if you think about a long-term play to protect you in your retirement, to protect against inflation, to to just be a hedge for you, think about gold and silver. Precious metals are a great way to build a long-term plan. And so the people that I trust are legacy precious metals. I tell you about them every day. And they can really answer all of your questions about gold and silver and how it can fit into your portfolio. I hearken back to 2008. That was the last time we had economic woes like we're experiencing now. And those who invested in gold back then saw significant gains and others lost their retirements. So now is a good time to pick up the phone and call Legacy Precious Metals. Ask them how little you can start with or how much would be a good amount for you and your income streams. Um, you can get them online. You can get them on the phone. So here's what I would recommend. 866-528-1903. 866-528-1903 because you can speak to an IRA expert at that number. They can really help you out and answer your questions. You can also just download their free investment guide at LegacyPMInvestments.com, LegacyPMInvestments.com. Here's two-time Tony Award nominee, Laura Osnes. I mean, 
<laughs> when you hear that, um, what goes through your mind, Laura? Oh my goodness. Just joy and seeing the look on Dick Van Dyke's face of just beaming. And he was literally feet away. Um, and it was a joy and such an honor to get to sing for him. And especially at the can- Yes, this was at the Kennedy Center Awards, in case anyone did not see the graphic, because some of our audience doesn't see everything. Um, I mean, what an invitation. When you got that invitation to sing, <laughs> to sing for Dick Van Dyke at the Kennedy Center Honors, I, I, what was your first thought? Yeah, no, I was like, oh, my goodness, again. And I got to do a dance as well with Derek Huff that year, who I'm a huge fan of as well. And so I just, yes, it was unbelievable and so honored. I mean, Nathan, you gotta when you when you hear that and see that it's just a thing of beauty. What 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 do you what do you feel about your wife when you watch that kind of performance? Uh, husband, I, I and I've seen her perform uh, with the Kennedy Center Honors. I think that was your, was that your third, third time, and oh. uh, yeah, and honored a few other people. And you were on the nominating committee, so that to me, there's so it's such a classy event. And just seeing uh, Julie Andrews introduce you was just. Hearing. It's yeah. just, or hearing, yes, it's just yeah. it's incredible. So I'm, yeah. I'm uh, there's been a lot of those incredible career moments for her. And so um, as a husband, it's been really easy to just get behind her and, and support the, her. The, the, the singing performance there and the dance, you know, you're moving around the stage light as a feather. I thought you might actually fly because you looked so, <laughs> I mean, you look so elated. Um, I, to keep it together and, in that moment and sing it so beautifully I, that just comes from being a pro obviously but just it's it's just gorgeous so i i wanted to show that because i was preparing for this interview and i saw it and i thought oh my gosh like that's kind of amazing <laughs> that's really really cool that's got to be one of the highlights for sure right absolutely and yeah. thank you for finding that clip and for showing the whole thing because it is just so magical. And I look back at that too. And I'm just, I remember the joy, but it's hard because this heart, you know, this horrible thing happened that made me be like, I can't, I'm not allowed to do that anymore. Right. So oh, but, um, that, that it, it's, it's insane. And I hope there comes a point where this insanity goes away and where you get to be right back where you belong. But You've used this obstacle. I'm a big fan of using obstacles as a as an avenue toward other things. Big fan of Ryan Holiday, who writes about stoicism. The obstacle is the way is his first book. And so you've recorded. You said you've turned to songwriting. On the other side, part one is uh, uh, what you've what you're releasing. Is it out yet? Yes, it came out in October. Okay, October. I'm way behind. All right, this is oh, this is awesome. So people can can find this. What can they expect to hear when they listen to On the Other Side, part one? So, yes, um, because I felt like I, I, I was kind of silenced publicly. Otherwise, I just started pouring my heart into songwriting, was paired up with some incredible songwriters here. And I felt like that was one healing, cathartic way to be able to share my heart and share my experience. And so um, the album is called On the Other Side, as if coming out from a valley as if being on the other side of cancel culture, so to speak. And so I, I, I don't shy away from going through that experience. One, there's a song called Bitter, <laughs> where it's essentially kind of my breakup with New York um, and saying, I want to forgive, but I'm not ready to forgive. And that's, I just came from a very truthful place there. There's a song called Great Divide about the loss of friendships and relationships and 
how this little thing became such a great divide between people and families. Um, there's another song called Thick Skin, Soft Heart about having to develop a thick skin and not take things so personally. And, you know, those were the, the values I was raised with and trying to be that type of person in the world, but then getting pummeled and being taken advantage of and, and just being a rug for people to walk on and having to develop a thick skin through it, but not become a jaded, hard-hearted person. <laughs> That's really hard. Easier said than done. Um, Absolutely. And then there's a song called Anywhere about, you know, having Nate and like, I can be happy anywhere as long as I'm with you. And our life is, you know, taking a lot of twists and turns really quickly. And home is not a place or a building or a city or a career. It's the people that you surround yourself with. Nathan, I couldn't help but think through all of this, how lucky she was to have you with her. Because going through this alone would have maybe been, you know, five times harder, right? And so what has it been like to be relied upon and, you know, the, the, someone who has had to get her through this? Yeah. I mean, I think early on, we just, I mean, we talked about how we do want to approach this. Um, I don't think people talk necessarily about what, what it does to a family and how it affects. I mean, it, it's like you become this, the, the person that's the eye of the cancel culture, it's like that they become this island bit. And it's like every bit of, every arrow is directed right at them. And immediately in, at the beginning, I said, let's, let's do this together. You're not alone. We don't do anything uh, alone. Like we do things, we make decisions together. And so let's do this as a team. And, um, and for me, um, I mean, it's just been, I mean, I'm so honored to be able to do this walk with Laura. Um, she's an incredible human. I, it's cool because I've, I've been able to see strength that she didn't even know she had um, be able to be shown in this time. And it, you really do find out what you're made of. And then you also, you, you, and then you get to dig even deeper than that. And so for me, it's, it's been an honor to be able to just, you know, at times literally pick you up off the ground. Yeah. And, uh, you been know. there, been there, Laura, I get yeah. it. There's nothing to be ashamed of uh, in terms of being needing to be picked up off the ground. I'm getting a little misty. You two, you're, this is so, but it's no, it's really, it's a, it's the essence of marriage. Yeah. Is to be a team in my, in my humble opinion is to be a team and make those decisions together. And yeah. that's why I'm getting a little misty because that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. So Nathan, what are you doing now uh, professionally? Yeah. So I have a production company in new Orleans. So this is nice to get to be a little bit further South. I can go there when, if we jump into a production or something. Um, and then I had a, I had a photography studio back in New York city. Um, man, we got slammed in the shutdowns. I, I will say that it's hard. Um, for the small business owners in New York, it's hard to not feel uh, a sort of a small sense of betrayal um, because you invest in a city hmm. and then it shuts you down. And then, you know, you've got these massive big box retailers or, and other big businesses that can stay open. But the mom and pops that sunk everything into this business, um, you know, were shut down and it's really, it was really hard to come back from. So we held on by our fingernails for about a year and a half. And then finally, I just... You know, when we moved down here, I was like, I can't do this any longer. Yeah. And I don't think I want to. And so I think um, that was one of our, you know, when we came down to Nashville, I think that we were really excited to be in a place that should something hit the fan again, um, we're in a place that doesn't believe in that. And, and that's yeah. not the standard. And so um, for me, it's it's kind of transitioning a little bit out of, you know, f photography and uh, going more into the film production world. Finding new ways to yeah. be creative. Exactly. And I mean, the resilience that you're both showing in your careers, and y you just described that 
so well, Nathan, that it made me mad inside that you sink so much into a city. And again, they allowed what they called essential businesses, right. big box it? businesses to, to stay afloat. And it, all the little guys suffered. Yeah, that's right. I, and I, I, we looked at a lot of restaurants. We just went back to New York for a, for a, you did. I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, for, a, for a few days for a wedding and I didn't recognize my neighborhood. I mean, it was so many different businesses that just, you know, 50% of the businesses that I saw in my neighborhood were completely shut down or they had been replaced. And so it was, it's sad, you know, and uh, I, I, this, that wasn't lost on me as a small business owner. It's just yeah. so many people that that happened to. All right. I'm going to spring something on you too. Oh, I know. Okay. So what's your favorite Christmas carol? Oh, mine immediately. I think of silent night. I don't know why I just have always loved it. It just is peaceful. and It is peaceful. It's beautiful. I think it's my favorite too. And it always makes me cry. Even in that silly Pampers commercial where they play it and you see the sleeping babies. I, it, I lose it every time. Okay. Uh, wait, so, wait, wait, wait. What? The Muppets Christmas Carol, the 12 days of Christmas is legendary. <laughs> legendary. So anyway, Laura, would you indulge us with a few bars of silent night before oh we go? Gosh. I would be so this. honored. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright, round yon virgin mother and child, holy infant so tender and mild, sleeping Well, if I wasn't Misty before, I am now. Gosh, goodness, that is so beautiful. Thank you for that. Now, on the other side, part two is coming around soon, right? Yes, I am continuing to write. Um, I just released a Christmas song, actually, with my friend Chuck Wicks. Um, It came out like two weeks ago. And then um, I'm going to have a bonus track to the album that's going to come out early in 2023. And we hope to release part two, five or six more tracks in the spring or early summer. We will be looking for it, and we'd love to have you back to promote that as well. It's just been an absolute honor and a pleasure to talk to you. You are both courageous. I applaud that. I promote it. I hope people learn from your example and follow it. And uh, I wish you nothing but the very best. You two are phenomenal and strong and, you know, just slow clap. That's what I got for it. (laughs) Thank you you so much. We really, really appreciate it. And thank you for your platform too. This is awesome to be on here. It's my honor. Um, Folks, again, you can find her album, the, the collection on the other side, wherever I'm, I'm assuming wherever they can find downloads, right? It is everywhere. It's on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, all the things, YouTube. If you follow me on social media, I'm at Laura Osnes, L-A-U-R-A-O-S-N-E-S. And I have link trees in my bios to find it as well. Awesome. Thank you for joining Sideline Sanity. Thanks for listening, everyone. And as I say every day, be brave and do good. Happy to talk once again with Charles Thorngren, the CEO of Legacy Precious Metals. You know, I think it still is confusing to people, uh, some people, uh, as to why 
a precious metals investment would be a worthwhile one, particularly at this time when they're thinking, I'm doing all I can to put gas in the car. Why is now a particularly good time? And we'll go from there to how small of an investment is worthwhile for someone? You know, great question. And I think the the importance of why really comes into the fact that we have to save for ourselves, whether it's a little here, a little there, whether it's making it a plan and putting out so much a paycheck, whether it's making sure we fund our retirement account. We have to realize we are responsible for ourselves in the long run. <laughs> you mean that no one else is going to ride up and save us, you know, on some white steed? It ain't going to happen. <laughs> it ain't going to happen. You know, that, and anyone who's promising to do that is getting ready to take advantage of you in some form or fashion. Yeah. And so, so if, if I'm an investor, a potential investor, and I'm looking at legacy precious metals and I'm saying to myself, yeah, I, I, this sounds smart. I don't have a lot to spend. What would you tell that person? I would say, do what you can. If you never start, you never get there. So the most important step you can take is saying, I'm going to take care of myself and my family. I'm going to make it a plan. I'm going to take action. I'm going to start in the way that's comfortable for me. That's the important thing. The first step is always the hardest. But once you take that first step, the second step is easier. And then you're moving. And then once you're in motion, it's hard to stop you. So that first step, most important step. I always tell people they can call and talk to an IRA expert or, or check out the, the guide that they can download for free, the investor's guide. What, what is the number one question that you get from people who are first-time investors? The biggest question I get, is this right for me? That is the question. And that comes from everyone. So, so everyone's asking the same, is this right for me? And yet we're all so unique. And, and yet it, it is a sound investment for just about any portfolio, isn't it? It is. We, even though we're all unique, that uniqueness is going to tailor the way we begin the investment. Okay. But we're all in the same situation. That's the one thing I think we seem to forget in today's society. Whether you agree with somebody or not, we're in this together. America is in this transition that we're in right now. We're dealing with the same issues. Some people like them, some don't, but we're all in it together, right? So the need is the same. How we prepare and how we invest is what changes from person to person, but we all have that same need. It's a great point. And again, I encourage people to 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 just make the call, pick up the phone. That step is always the hardest. I'm not sure why that is. In any kind of effort that you make in life, whether it's weight loss or exercise or investing some way to better your life, it always seems like that first hurdle is is the challenge. Uh, but when they call, who who are they going to talk to? Who what what's going to be on the other end of the line for them? Great question. You're, you're going to speak with one of our customer representatives. And their job is not to sell you metals, right? But we have a much different approach. We're going to answer all your questions. We're going to show you what options you have. And on the rare occasion, this isn't right for you. We're going to say this probably isn't right for you. Um, we have a gold company here, but, you know, I, I say it all the time. What we actually deal in is customer service. We want each and every individual that calls to get the answers they need to be able to make the decision that's right for them. And we want to do that in a way that's not pushy, that's not salesy. And that's what makes my team so special. We care about each and every caller. And we're going to show you what options you have, and then you get to make an informed decision. 
So don't be afraid of the phone call. It's the best thing you can do. And this is why I am so honored and I feel privileged to be sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. They're the ones that I'm going to deal with. And I encourage you to pick up the phone, give them a call, even easier. Go check out their, their guide. It's a free investor's guide at LegacyPMInvestments.com, LegacyPMInvestments.com. But as you said, Charles, pick up the phone. You're going to talk to someone who can answer your specific questions and get get the ball rolling, get get started, do something that is a long-term play for your family's benefit. Charles, it's always great to talk to you. Thank you so much. Oh, it's my pleasure. It's always great to be here. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.